Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being here with us again today. I think this is episode 28 for the uh, the Red X Stability and Opportunity Series. Uh, and we put all this together to help you guys through this weird time that we're experiencing in the markets, in the, uh, uh, in the economy, and in the country, and worldwide, really. So uh, we're, we're uh, very grateful that you're here with us today. Uh, if you're if you're there on the uh, the page, please comment. If you're watching on Facebook, please comment there. If you have questions, chime in. We've got people on our team who are going to relay relay those over to me and to Johnny. So we'll uh, we'll get started here. My name is Tyler Fenn. I'll be hosting today. And uh, for those of you who logged on to see Justin's pretty face, uh, he had to take a couple of days off. He's been doing this for 28 days straight and uh, needed a little R and R. So we're grateful for everything that Justin does for for uh, the Red X team here. Uh, our uh, our guest today, Johnny Perez. Johnny, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on here with us. We Thanks, appreciate guys. It. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, as we get started here, Johnny, will you can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're at, and uh, uh, and then we can get underway here. Absolutely. Okay. Like you said, Johnny Perez here, uh, broker associate with Compass, and I'm in uh, this nice little area called San Diego, uh, Southern California. We did have some rain last week, but we had some sun come out, and it's uh, we're getting excited about the whole situation. All right. That's good. I'm glad to see yeah. excitement. That's fantastic. I've uh, been selling for uh, 18 plus years now. So a uh, little bit of experience there, if you will. A little bit of grace out now, you know. But yeah, All right. They're starting to fill in. All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, you must about, you, you don't have too many. You must not be working with tons of buyers, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Johnny, before we, before we started here, you and I were talking about, um, we, we were talking about 2008 a little bit. Yes. Right. And and uh, and I think right now there's a lot of people, uh, anybody who's gotten into the business in the last 10 years, let's say, have really only experienced a really bullish market. Is that a fair statement? That is. It, and so so some of the skills and and habits that are really necessary to weather a downturn or some downward pressure in the economy some of them haven't experienced that. So uh, you'd mentioned that, hey, there's a lot of similarities here. Can you walk us through that a little bit and 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 help paint a picture for us and, and then we can talk a little more in detail? Sure, sure, absolutely. So yes, as you said, we were going on a, on a good one there in 06, 07, and then we had the demise of the market and, and that really woke us up, right? It was sink or, or, or swim or head above water, try to keep it moving. And, and uh, it was a lot of uncertainty like we have today. A lot of fear in the market. I mean, I think it was worse in 08 in some ways when it deals with the financial side because there were banks literally closing the doors, right? So there was, it, was, it was uncertainty, just a little bit different. But when it came down to selling real estate, something we've learned from, from back in 08 was real estate is going to continue to sell. It's going to continue. No matter how you say it, shake it or bake it or what the economy is looking like, there's always going to be a seller and there's always going to buy your any market. I, I totally agree. And I think that that's, I think we're seeing that in, in markets right now, right? Is, is uh, while there's a, a number of people that are backing off and slowing down, there's a tremendous amount of, of, uh, of what's going on here. In fact, right before you, you logged on here for the podcast, you said, man, I was like showing properties. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a lot of opportunity out there. And I think so, you know, I like to always start with the best of the best are going to survive this, 
Okay. So a lot of agents, I, I tell them, listen, take today, take this 30 days or the next 15 days or whatever we're going to be in quarantine for and study your business, learn your scripts, understand the market, know your numbers. Okay. When the best of the best come out of this, when, when the lights at the end of the tunnel here, when, when we pass this and we're, we're post COVID-19, um, you better believe we're going to have more market share. You better believe that Johnny Perez brand is going to be out there shining that we're still here. We survived 08 and we survived COVID. And so my advice to a lot of the agents out there, take the time to learn, learn about a short sale. Okay. I know in 08, it slapped me on the side of the face. I mean, it was called short pay. And I was like, what, what did we do? And I was looking out to some older agents, you know, seasoned agents, retired agents. Hey, can you guys help me? Can you guys help me? And I learned it and became short sales certified and closed over 300 plus short sales in my career, but I'm prepared for that. So we were, none of us were prepared for COVID or, or any type of virus like we're in. However, I was prepared for the market to burst or the bubble go up or have a downturn. Um, and I learned about the REO process. I learned about the short sales. You know, I, was, I, I took a couple of short sales already this, this past six months. And you'd be surprised how many agents would call me on the phone and say, hey, I'd love to show your house, uh, but it's a short sale. What do I do? What's the process? <laughs> My guys, so take this quarantine time to learn your business, learn your craft and master your craft, you know? So, and, and like I said, the best of the best are going to survive. Um, one way to start that, I know we all are home and family and kids and dogs and cats and everything else bugging you on a daily basis, but you got to get up. You got to get up. And I always say this, I say it to all my teammates and all my friends, you change your clothes, you change your attitude, point blank. You know, I think you and I were talking about this. Hey, yeah. jump to bed and, and hop on a Zoom call because it's really nice. Technology's here and, and whatnot. But you got to get up. You got to change your clothes because it's going to change your attitude. You got to put a suit on and you're going to go. You say, well, Johnny, well, I can't go anywhere. You know, for a while there it was about 10 days where we were actually even as real estate professionals, we had to stay. We were not considered essential. OK, yeah. um, in that time, we use that time as a team to call our sphere, to call all of our past clients. And you can still do that. You know, and it is funny because that first week that COVID came out, I was on a couple of Zoom calls and there was lenders and realtors that were in tears. What are we going to do? It's it, it, the sky is falling. I said, guys, what are you what are you so scared about? What are you upset about? They said, this market, we have no business. We're losing deals. I said, well, what's happening in March? If you really think about this, what's happening in March is what your business was doing 30 or 60 days prior. Yes. So, because, so because we were in a good market with 15, 16, 20 offers on a house, agents were just in cruise control. It didn't matter. I pick up a listing. I'm going to put a sign up just like we were in 08, right? Boom. COVID hits. What happens? Oh, my God. I, now I can really see my pipeline, and I have not been working the last 30, 60, 90 days. That makes yeah. sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, 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 me, let me dig into that just a little bit because, because I think for a lot of people, that's um, – that might be new, kind of a new mindset, right? Is is to look at that and go, okay, so so let's just back up a little bit here and go, what what could these agents have been doing? Granted, we didn't know COVID was coming, but a lot of times when there's a downturn in the economy, when there's when there's pressure on the markets, generally speaking, we can see that coming. Is that is that a fair statement? Absolutely, yes. So so in that situation, what can agents be doing during that time, even even prior to, what would you say are the things that they need to be really be focused on, knowing that maybe there's gonna we're gonna come over the hump and turn more bearish in our in our market and our economy. What what and when should how soon that should they be jumping in to try to make changes and and well, I'm glad I'm glad you said that I, I appreciate that that question because you know 
in 08, I was like a lot of those newer agents today, right? With that, oh my God, what, how do I, where is this business going to come from? And what I failed to miss is that in any market, up or down, with any president, with any economy, with any interest rates, people still have to sell a house and people still have to buy a house. It's how you're strategically placing yourself for your prospects, okay? How many people are divorcing a day? In fact, guys, I, I hate to say this, but there's going to be a ton of divorce filings here once the county recorder's office is open. <laughs> I I hate to say it, but that's probably true. We're going right, right? to see domestic I'm violence go up. I think divorces are going to follow. <laughs> so I'm an opportunist here. I'm thinking, okay, how many divorce attorneys do I know or do I not know that I should maybe start making some phone calls and see if people need market analysis, right? Um, the flip side of that too is the probate issues. There's still that that's out there. So in any market, there's always stuff happening. I know we were joking. I was on another mastermind call the other day, but we were joking as well as people are going to need bigger homes. They've realized that being quarantined in the home was not enough space, number one. And number two, obviously, we're going to have the coronials come in in February, March of next year. Um, hello, they're not going to be able to stay in their small places. They're all going to need bigger houses. And number three, the caveat to this is people actually like working from their homes. We are probably going to see more home office boom in the next you know, six months 12, to a year. And it's, and it's going to sustain because we've realized we can work from home. Yeah. We can live, work, and do everything from our house. So that's how I look at it. It's about uh, strategically placing yourself on the right end to understand it doesn't matter what market you're in. does not matter at all. You got to get that out of your head. The sky's falling, the COVID, this, that. Get it out of your head. There's always a buyer and seller in this market. Yeah, and I think that's a really good mindset, especially right now, right, where there is some pressure for on, on people to, uh, and maybe some fear, like you'd mentioned early in the early on the podcast is is uh, rather than trying to point blame as to why we're not producing right president who's who's our president what's what's going on in the economy what are what are interest rates all of those things taking a really good look internally and going what do my skills look like what do my habits look like what does my sphere my network look like how many calls am i making what lead types am i working and and focus on on focus on what we can control really is uh, focus on the things that we have uh, control over because we don't have a lot of control on those other things. Right. You can't, you, we have no control on those. And you know, something we do too is when everybody started talking about virtual and virtual showings and, Oh my God, how are we going to do this? And, and to be honest with you, we've been doing virtual for, for many years already. We have, I personally have a lot of clients that are in the military and they relocate and we've sold houses unseen before. It's just a matter of taking those right steps, learning the process, understanding that process you know, we deal with a lot of agents nationwide with our relocation service that, that we have. A lot of the agents are, are, are all members here of Red X with us, right? We're all clients. And so we, we move business back and forth. Guys, people are still moving to different states too. That's still going to happen. I put a house up for sale last week and they're moving to Illinois. So we immediately sent that out. So any agents listening, if you have anybody looking to go to San Diego, give us a call. We'll Take care of them. Sorry to put that plug in there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 so I'm, I'm the director of sales here at RedX. I appreciate a shameless plug now and again. <laughs> right? That's that's certainly okay with me. Thank you. Um, we've got a question here from uh, from from somebody listening. Amanda, thank you. I know that you've chimed in on some of these before, so thanks for jumping in. Uh, she says, "What advice do you have for a newer agent wanting to learn how to navigate short sales?" 
And, and I, I think that's probably a great question that a lot of people are thinking right now, especially as you mentioned, take the time to learn the business because th there could be, there could be an increase in short sales that we see over the next six to eight months. Uh, and, and, uh, and so I think it is important. Where does somebody, where does somebody start? Right. Because yeah. short sales, they're, they're kind of a, they're a niche, right. And there's some things you got to know that, uh, that, that aren't easy to pick up on. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you definitely want to anticipate, right? I always say, let, let's, the worst is coming, but let's hope for the best. Okay. Right. And so we look at this and, and a lot of different uh, uh, programs are out there. You can skip a mortgage payment. You don't have to pay rent. That, we heard all this stuff. At the end of the day, guys, you're going to have, they're going to have to pay the bills. Everybody has to pay your bills. It doesn't matter. So there will be some short sales, maybe not in the next 90 days because everything we do in real estate is a 90 day cycle. But right. come the year, come the beginning of next year, we will see short sales. We will see some bank-owned properties that are going to foreclose. So my advice to you, Amanda, as a newer agent, a couple of ways. Number one, reach out to a team that has that experience that you can learn from. Okay. There are some courses online that you can take, but I think the fast, not even, I don't want to say the fastest. I want to say you're going to learn more from people who have been there the experienced agents that know how to navigate. So if you happen to come across a short sale, I would partner up with somebody in your office. I would reach out. In fact, before COVID hit, I know some of our, our, our big agents out there, they started doing what's called co-listing, which for many, many years, no, no agents, nobody wanted to co-list the property. But we right. saw, see that a lot in La Jolla right now, those five, 10, 12, 20, $30 million listings, they're being co-listed. And, and it's crazy. So my advice, Amanda, use that same philosophy and co-list with an experienced agent. 50% of something is better than zero of nothing or 100% of nothing, right? So you want to, you know, find that agent that's experienced that understands with, and not only that, that they'll take you under their wing and they'll actually walk you through that short sale process. And I think that's the key right there. So that's, thank you for that. I, I think that that's a, a, a brilliant way to look at it is, is find somebody who's there, get in and get your hands dirty, right? Because that's, that's really how we learn. And that's not to say anything negative about the courses that are out there because there are some fantastic courses, right? And there's a, a tremendous amount of positive resources, but uh, I think that for a lot of people, they are going to want to learn on the job. And so I think that's, uh, I think that's fantastic. So I, I'm, let me, let me jump backwards a little bit. Cause you'd mentioned that, that virtual is not new to your team. Right. Uh, it, it, certainly in San Diego, you, I think there's multiple military bases right in, in the San Diego area. And so that makes sense that virtual is something that that uh, that has been done. Walk us through um, maybe a virtual listing presentation, not super detailed, but walk us through what's, what that looks like, because there are probably some listeners who are going, yeah, I, 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 I could go out and get business right now, but I'm stuck at home, right? So how do I do that if I'm stuck at home? I've never done a virtual listing appointment before. What does that look like? Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, again, we all want to be safe. We all we all understand the state of home orders. We are at least here in California, we are essential. So of course, as we're making our calls, the prospects come in. We ask, I ask them, dude, would you like me to come out to your home, or would you rather do it on the phone? Or guess what, Zoom, right? We all had to learn Zoom like that, and <laughs> right. and it was. Oh, okay. You know, thank God Compass had us kind of ahead a of, uh, of, the, of the peak here with our technology we have in place. But um, I told my clients, let's jump on a, let's just jump on a, a call. Let's do a Zoom call together. And, and the, the listing appointment is the same listing appointment that you're going to do. The only thing you're changing is, is the virtual. Well, how are we selling virtual? Well, maybe now we're doing more Matterport. Maybe now we're doing more actual video of the house. Okay. Um, you know, I know some agents, you know, we, they don't want to have a professional photographer out there or a video 
person out there because they feel it's too much money, but I think that's the way you have to go. You have to showcase it. This listing we took here last week, um, we were in the in and out of the house in less than an hour. The family left the home. We I went in with my team one by one. I sent the photographer in. I had the drone guy out front, and then I had my Matterport people or person guy come in. Every safety first, goggles, mask, the whole nine yards, right? I mean, they, they, they didn't know what they thought. Maybe ET lived in there the way we. <laughs> I mean, that's a reality. We have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that this is going to be life. This is going to be life for the next couple months, maybe till the end of the year. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to translate. So, as as a listing, it's the same listing. If you have your script and you know what you're doing, boom. Virtual. How do we sell homes on virtual? Every listen. Before I think the number was 89, 92% of our buyers are shopping online. Well, we know it's 100% now. Right. <laughs> and and the good thing in this market is what we're seeing is that we did get a decline in buyers. Uh, for us in San Diego, we as a county are like something like 40,000 units short anyways, okay? So we were already seeing a decrease in, in sales. COVID, they said, oh my God, we're going to actually shrink that. And we haven't seen that happen. We, we're not getting 15 offers on a listing, but we'll get three to four offers. And the beautiful part about it is those buyers that are actually out today, they have to buy. They need to buy. They don't want to. It's not a want. Like, hey, honey, maybe we should try to look at a house. No, they need to buy which means they are qualified, which means you as a listing agent and you're on that listing appointment, you're telling the seller, listen, seller, the people that are actually going to put on their mask and come walk this home, they're very, very serious. So we're going to be able to get you what you want on both ends and, and sell your home in a rapid, you know, pretty quick time frame. So if what I'm understanding, you're, you're saying that it doesn't really change a whole bunch, right? I, I, the, the presentation, the, the conversation, the, the overall experience doesn't change a whole lot, except it's this interaction, maybe through a screen rather than shaking hands over the kitchen table. Correct. Correct. And again, for us, again, I don't, I don't know how the rest of the agents are set up across the nation. Um, we've already been kind of virtually, I mean, there's FaceTime. We've done FaceTime. I've done uh, 15 second videos of each of the rooms and send them to the client. Um, we have a, a website page for a landing page for each of our listings. Um, we've added Matterport. Matterport you can now implement videos into the Matterport. So, you know, the Matterport, you kind of click here, click there, you go into mm -hmm. a room. Well, now you go in that room, you click another button, and there's me. Hey, guys, welcome to the kitchen. Let me tell you about the elements. Oh, of cool. Oh, right, something a little bit more different. So it's it's understanding as an agent, what how do, how do I get virtual, Johnny? I don't have those tools. Sit down, write up, go through your listing presentation on what you do now. Okay, we're used to doing postcards in a neighborhood, but if I can't walk the neighborhood, how do I get that postcard out virtually? Well, we've all been doing social media, right? That we know social media has taken over our lives the last, you know, more ever the last five years, right? Or 10 yep, years. Absolutely. Um, so you should already be doing those ads. You should already be doing virtual stuff. So if you think about it, we're lucky as agents because our business is not like the hotel business where we're completely shut down. Our business right. is one-on-one. -on -one, so we can, we can make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Now, early on in the call, you'd, you'd said, look, the best of the best are going to come through this. Uh, Let's talk towards some of the, the listeners who may not feel like they're the best or have the experience or the skill set, right? Yeah. So for somebody like that, somebody, let's say, uh, maybe new in the business or maybe has never really built a sustainable business, but they're hanging in there, right? What what do you feel like right now are the are the top things that they should be doing to grow their business and to, and to study the business, like you said earlier? So in addition to learning about what to do, how am I, how should I get out there and be looking for clients and continuing to grow my business through this? Okay. So we said, we talked about learning your scripts. That's important, mm -hmm. right? Understanding what, what you're going to say and how you're going to present okay. that. 
that's especially for newer agents out there. You can have a hundred people lined up, but if you don't know your script, you're not going to be able to close them. Your closing ratios are going to go down. Right. Um, and, and for a lot of agents, I think it's all about communication guys. It's about picking up your phone. You know, you want to weather the storm. You have to communicate. We got to a point where some agents, it was over text and you try to call up and, and, you know, if, if I represent a buyer and I'm calling the listing agent, I want to know what's going on with that seller. I want to understand why they're selling and what their needs are so I can tailor the perfect offer to their home and it'll get accepted. We have a lot of agents out there that'll just go with the highest offer for their client because they feel that's great. And you know what's funny here, Tyler, is that last couple of weeks we were making offers and, and we had three of those offers that we got denied on because they were five or 10,000 more than our offer. They fell out of escrow because yeah. the agents, those agents did not properly qualify those offers. So you want to make it out of this? You got to go back, know your contracts, know your disclosures. If you have a TC, sit with your TC because the contracts are changing. I mean, here in California, we have, I think, four COVID uh, disclosures now know it understand it okay so i think that's that's a key right there number one is is understanding those the the contract understanding if you're a listing agent how can i present the best offer to my clients and I've been, for me working with other agents i want to communicate with them i want to tell them exactly where we're at what we need how this should go through um, number four qualify if you're the listing agent qualify those buyers make sure that they have what it takes to get to the finish line uh, because some, I, I've, I received a couple offers on some loan programs and, and it was non-QM jumbo. And I looked at it, I said, uh, Mr. Agent, did you really look into this loan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lenders said they're good to go. I said, that's funny because there's no more non-QM that are even funding right now. What's the back? Oh, oh, what's non-QM? <laughs> so I think whether you're a newer agent or you just want to make it out, I think it goes back to the basics, back to, you know, my, my director of operations, she's always upset because she'll try to call agents and they don't pick up their phones. Yeah. Like what, that, that's like the key right there. Pick up your phone, you know, understand the appraisals. Hey guys, appraisals are going to be more conservative right now. In some areas, the appraisers are not going, they're not physically walking into the home. They're doing drive-bys. They're sitting at a computer like this. You know what those appraisers they don't understand the market they don't know that that maybe the school across the street is a sought after school with 10 out of 10 uh school district ratings and maybe they're not going to give you that extra five grand right so they're going to be conservative we already know that like just anticipate all appraisers are going to be conservative if you're the listing agent when that appraiser calls you you need to have that conversation with them yeah so i think it's how to answer your question it's just more of those little things more of, of really uh, dotting your I's and crossing your T's um, and getting back to some of those basics that I think we, we kind of forgot about as an industry. I love that. So um, I, I, I think some of the things, right, we're, we're talking about stability and opportunity here on this. And we've talked about some of the things to create some stability. We've begun talking about um, the amount of opportunity that's out there. Uh, what, what, is, what does your gut say about the, the future of, of the markets? And, and, and granted, you, you know, you're going to maybe talk bias towards, towards San Diego, <laughs> but, uh, but, but what's your outlook? Like as, as you're going through all of this, because there is a lot of fear, there's a lot of uncertainty. What is your outlook going forward? So we, as the agents are the professionals, we have to have that professional mindset. We are in control. It's like if the doctor walked into you and, and, and had explained what your problem was, but didn't really want to talk or was kind of like, oh, I'm not quite sure yet. We still got, you're going to get worried, right? So we have to take that worry, that uncertainty, that fear away from our clients, number one. Number two, we got to really talk to them and walk them through the process of what's happening with the sale right now. 
Uh, I had a webinar a couple of days ago too, where clients were like, well, when's the best time to buy Johnny? Cause I think I'm going to wait until the end of the year because I hear there's going to be hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars discount on these houses. And so I say, listen, let, let me educate you. When's the best time for you to buy is when you're ready to buy. And what I mean by that is when you sat down with the lender and you're fully qualified and you're committed and you're ready to pull that trigger and move forward to that purchase. The same thing with the seller. Hey, I just want to test the market out. No, well, okay, I understand you want to test the market out, but what do you want to do? What's your, what's your end goal there? You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's just asking those right questions um, and, and really just honing in on that. And it doesn't matter, guys, if the market's up, down, if it's a 5%. I mean, I saw, I, it was funny. I had something pop up on Facebook the other day in 2009. I was like, interest rates are below 7%. Call me today. We were still selling houses, guys, in the 60s. I mean, you know, you talk about the 80s. I, I was a little young there in the 80s, but they were selling at 17% interest rate. So as an agent, do not get caught up with all the drama. Do not get caught up with the news. Do not get caught up on the president. Do not get caught up on the economy. Do not forget the stock market. There's no reason because people are buying and selling. It's just a matter of you're going to be there to facilitate it and be the solution that they need to the, their problems of whether it's downsizing, upgrade, wh whatever it might be. I love that. That's fantastic. And I think that, I think that's the type of mindset that, that man, not just our industry, but right now that, that the country needs, right. Is this mindset that, Hey, there's still a lot of things that we can control because you're right. The news and, and, and all of the media and all of that, that, that starts to cloud what's going on up here for us, mm -hmm. that can start to take a real toll on somebody's, on somebody's business. Absolutely, and uh, and and I'd I'd mentioned uh, I think before the podcast as we were chatting I mentioned that uh, there's a lot of people that that we're talking to that our our internal teams here are reaching out to whether they're current clients or um, or or prospects or past clients and people going no I'm just hunkering down right everything's on pause until until this is passed which I think is also great too because the very first week we started hitting the phones and just calling all of our clients and just checking in on them and you know what a lot of that goes to the crowd because we forget about our CRM. So take, take this time, go through your CRM. And, and it's funny because there was one lender, like I'd mentioned previously on one of our calls that was upset that there was no business, he's losing deals. And I said, buddy, it's not you're not losing deals. Number one, you're not prospecting. And number two, who are your agents that you're working with? You're only as good as your team around you. I'm calling my clients. I picked up from my lender five refinances, five in that first week alone. Awesome. And, and, uh, and what did my clients say? Oh, well, thanks for taking care of me. And I walked them through it. Hey, guys, I know you heard about the 2.875. I know all of a sudden everybody jumped in, but let me walk you through what's really happening in the mortgage world. Wow, what a breath of fresh air, Johnny, because we just started getting all these postcards and calls for 2.875. I said, yeah, today's rate is three, three and a half. So let's get your paperwork in. Let's walk them through the process. So we as agents, that's how you build the value. That's how you build that relationship with your client. And more importantly, that's how you're going to get those referrals. So you say, I'm a new agent. I, I, I don't know who to call. Maybe I don't have a past client uh, book yet, a Rolodex. That's okay. Call your family and friends. Just check in. And, you know, my calls are not like, hey, guys, I remember you're at a, you know, four and a half percent rate. Let's, let's see if we can get you a reduction. Or, hey, you have 150000 in equity you want to sell? No, it's, hey, guys, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Can I help you? How's the family? Wow, that's a great purchase we had because I know you guys have all the room you need for this quarantine. How's that working out for you? Oh, yeah. It, you know, so it's just a conversation. It's building that friendship, that, that relationship that you have with your clients, I think, is key. 
um, and, and that goes a long way and, and they're going to refer you. They're going to just all of a sudden just start, you know, calling and, and making that. And agents know that there's a lot of business out there. The opportunity is crazy right now. And I think I read somewhere that in 08, when the market dropped, there was more millionaires made in that market than there was previous. And I feel that this market is the same way. And a lot of people are like, yeah, but there's so much uncertainty, there's so much fear. How do you think this way? I said, I don't think this way. I'm looking for those opportunities. There will be short sales for us to buy. There will be foreclosures for us to buy. The rates are at three. We just put in a VA buyer at 2.75% interest rate. Tell me he's not going to refer me five of his Navy friends. And I'm going to, yeah. hey, who's next? Let's go. Because they're working. They have jobs. If you say, well, my buyers all want to sit on the fence because they lost their job. They, their hours got shrunk. Okay. Then find another pool to swim in. Find another category. Love it. Are you talking to police officers? Are you talking to nurses and doctors? Are you talking to military? Are you talking to essential workers that are still working? They still have to have housing. So there's opportunities there all the time. I love that. We had a question come in from Robert Clark. He says, Johnny, what is your daily routine and do you role play? That's a good one. Um, absolutely. So my daily routine is, um, and I will, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I was waking up at 5.30, 5, 5.30 every morning because I would take my son to school by 6.30. Um, hence, he's at home now. So I've been more of 6, 6.30 get up, right? And I get up and I do affirmations and I, and I kind of go through before I even open up the laptop. And, and I will sneak this in. I started becoming a day trader here about three weeks ago. So 6.30 in the morning in California stock market yeah, yeah. about 20 minutes in the morning just kind of looking to see what i need to buy and sell and move stuff around um and then from there i jump on a couple of my friends they have a six o'clock call that i'll jump on like a mastermind call um and then usually by eight o'clock um you know after breakfast worked out did a, i do a morning run every morning i run a couple miles and i think that's my time to just really uh, focus on what i need to get done what's in the pipeline for me so i'll go running i'll come home i'll get ready get ready to go office. I mean, I'm not in a suit and tie, but I mean, I'm ready to go. So, you know, and I make that long commute from my bedroom to my dining area. That's now my office. Right. And uh, at that point, we just start plugging away. I follow my, my director of operations and we kind of look through our pipeline um, and then we just kind of say, OK, what's our prospecting look like? Who do we got to follow up on? Um, there has been a couple role call role plays that we've done. Um, we would do them a lot in the office, but I know some of the agents have now uh, transferred on to Zoom. So I have not been able to role play as much as I'd like to. Um, but for me right now, uh, it, it comes with experience and calls that I'm making are not more, they're not sales calls. They're more of, let me check in, how you, see how you're doing. Let me follow up with you. Let me see, do you need my help on anything? You know, do you have any questions about the market? Do you, you know, I had a client call me last week that her, uh, his wife, you know, got her hours cut and it was a very serious conversation. What do we do? I said, my experience in 08, people stole from Peter to pay Paul, okay? And I don't want to get caught up in that because, yes, you do have $100,000 in equity. Yes, you could call the bank. If they defer you, let's make sure they put those payments on the end of the mortgage, okay, versus saying, hey, in 90 days, it's all due because we yeah. know it's going to really stress you out. It's going to deplete your, your accounts, right? And so I just kind of walked them through the different role plays. This is what your houses would sell at around this ballpark, and this is what your reserves look like in the bank, and this is what your equity is. Now, what we could do is we can sell it, we can take that equity, we can put you into a rental, and then in two years, and I say two years because she happens to be in the hospitality business, I have some experience, I used to work in hospitality, and I know that they're not going to recover right away. It's going to take them a year to two before they actually bring back all those employees. 
So that was a real talk. I said, hey, I know your business. I understand that. You're not going to go back to work immediately. It's, it's going to take some time. So, you know, they're able to look at that and understand their finances. They actually called the bank and they were able to work out something to put those payments on the back end. So it was a win-win. That's awesome. Robert Clark followed up. He said, if you are role playing, how do you suggest getting partners to role play? So, Johnny, when you are sitting out there to role play and practice your scripts, who are the people that you're doing that with? I want to go with people that are above me, people that are killing it in the game, um, people that are maybe in your office. Uh, and I'm in Compass in downtown San Diego, so we have a lot of a lot of great agents there. Um, reach out to them. Send them a Facebook message. You know, if you don't know them personally, just say, hey, I'm trying to put a quick little uh, role play group together. Um, now with Zoom, it makes it even easier because you can have, you know, four, six, eight, ten people on the call. Um, that would be number one. Number two is maybe reach out to other agents or go to your affiliates and say, hey, who would you recommend that I can get a relationship with as far as, you know, learning from somebody? Um, I think that's always good. I have, I have a coach who's out of Chicago. So sometimes on our Monday calls, we'll just kind of turn 15 minutes of it into kind of like a role play of this type of COVID role play, we call it, right? Yeah. And just kind of tweak it a little bit on what to say because you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and fear out there, but I can't always take every call like, oh, you lost your job, go sell your house. Can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So on, on that note, let me ask a follow-up question there because this is one that, 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 that my team here at Red X is dealing with a lot is people are going, hey, how much, how much are you changing your scripts, right? Now, the, the, your listing presentation, you said it's pretty much the same, right? We're adapting, we're using technology and that sort of thing, but you're asking the same questions, you're having the same conversations, and, and that's relatively the same. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to reaching out to your, your sphere of influence, your past clients, are you, is your script right now totally different or is it just a mere adaptation for, for the, the times that we're currently seeing? You know, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's, it, you have to start off that conversation uh, of how are you, what's going on, how's the family, and just really play catch up. Because a lot of us agents, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest, we, we don't always call our clients every quarter or every six months or every year. There's some that just kind of maybe, oh man, I forgot about that client kind of attitude. It is, it's a catch up call. How's everything going? How, is there anything you can do? And you'd be surprised that I don't go on them, like I said, as a sales call. I go on them as a follow-up. And then all of a sudden, an hour later or a day later, I'll get a text or a call and say, hey, Johnny, um, I had a question about this. Or, or can you give me a market analysis of what my home is worth? So, you know, it's kind of a soft sell, if you will. Um, one of our escrow companies here, they did a, um, we did a, a, a cooking night where they had a chef go to one of the, uh, actually, uh, Casey and, and, and Tanya, and then they had to go to his house, and he did a cooking night. So that was an opportunity for me. I reached out to five of my local clients in my sphere, and I said, hey, guys, you want to jump on this Zoom call? It's here in San Diego. And they were all over. There was one in Washington, uh, San Francisco, L.A., San Bernardino. And I said, um, would you guys like to jump on this call? What do you mean? I said, well, it's going to be a cooking class with one of the chefs here in town in, from Little Italy. Oh, my God, we love it. So I had a Zoom of six of my people. I streamed it live on Facebook. They loved it. They're like, when's the next one? And I reached out to my escrow company and I said, Tanya, when's the next one coming? Because, oh my God, it was a hit. They loved That's it. great. Cooking, drinking wine with each other via Zoom. So I would adopt the, the philosophy more on that. And I know there's some agents that are still hitting the expireds hard right now. But I think, you know, a lot of it is if we go back to our there's a lot of business to be made there. Absolutely. So um, you'd mentioned, uh, and, and I think this is true of, 
99% of agents out there that, that we don't follow up with our, our past clients as well as maybe we should. Um, what, what, what do you have maybe as we brainstorm some ideas that people right now can be reaching out? How can we do better at that in the future? Right? Because that's, I think, I think that that's one thing, one skill that people will build through the time is better past client follow-up, better sphere follow-up. Um, what are, what are some things that, well, let me change the question ever so slightly. What are some things that you currently do to follow up with your sphere on a regular basis? So I think that's huge because we, we've had several calls since, since we had home order on this. And I'll tell every agent out there, work on your CRM. If you do not have a CRM, put one together. I mean, I know a lot of us have the iPhones and that's what we use on a daily basis for our CRM. But right now is the time to focus on the CRM, clean it up, go through it, build out your campaigns. Okay. As you're going through it, you're going to contact those clients. Okay. Um, and, and the reality of it is if, if you build out that CRM today, where will you be at in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? Then it just becomes a clockwork. Now you're just picking up market share. Now you're just ahead of the game. Now you're ahead of the curve. You know, don't be that agent sitting there on the couch like, oh, my God, the sky's falling. I don't want to show property. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm so scared. Okay, maybe you don't want to leave your house. That's fine. Don't leave your house. But we have agents that haven't left the home, and they're still, in house. They're still selling houses as well. How are they doing that? By going through their CRM. And I think so CRM is just very, very, I think it's going to be huge. It's going to be even bigger than it ever was before because a lot of us just kind of like, oh, yeah, I have a CRM. I use this one. Go out and get yourself one. If you don't, if you don't already have a proper CRM in place, or if your brokerage doesn't provide one, there's a lot of good companies out there. I, I think there's a good principle behind that comment, that answer that, that you just gave, and that's, and that's that when you when you take a little time to put a system in place, that system then can you can automate right, and it can produce over and over and over, and we do that in our lives with so many things right especially especially with smartphones that we've got with us all the time we've got reminders and notifications and all kinds of things to automate automate life for us to make it easier and so i think that i think that in your answer there's a really strong principle is that if you take some time and right now a lot of us have a lot of extra time yeah. if you take that time to put some systems and some processes in place uh, then once they're then once they're moving, then they just produce over and over and over and, and, and over. go through go through and sip your team, sit with your team via Zoom. If you're if you're a one a one person agent, sit with your TC, sit with your your marketing. Um, go through and find your weaknesses in your business. And and everybody's home. People want to work. So I'm sure you know. I had my website guy ask him, Hey, how's everything going? He says, Oh, you know, it's kind of slow, but it's starting to pick up because now agents understand they should be working on their 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 websites right because some of them are finding flaws and i'm like great the reason why i'm calling you is we started a nonprofit for hero san diego it's my nonprofit. i said i need a new website for it great boom that's something that i've been putting off right to do yeah. and that's a weakness that i said i need to really upgrade our current website because i didn't like i don't like the way it looks so that's something we're working on so find your weakness that, that you want to work on that you want to maybe it's content for social media maybe you don't like being on the camera well jump on zoom with your client and guess it's going to take that fear out. I had one guy, a lender, that just hated hated being on the on the uh, on on camera, and he's done so many zooms. He's like, "Hey, do we have another zoom or a webinar we can do?" <laughs> so finally, you can go through it, build your content, build your social media. Social media is going to stay, guys. And I mean, if we didn't have social media in this stay home and during this COVID, imagine where we have been. It'd have been crazy. We would have oh. lost our minds. So oh yeah. Learn it. If you don't, if you're being the curve now's your time to catch up and 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 move ahead build out your content build them out so your brand 
Your brand is, is unique in each one and it's specified. Your Facebook, your Instagram. Guys, I picked up TikTok. I know. Don't laugh. I know. I yeah, I, hey, I'm not judging. I think right. there's, there's, there's an immense amount of content on there that's useful. It's crazy. So I, I have my 15-year-old son trying to teach me some of the dance moves, you know, and I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, funny is I was in Vegas the week before COVID really hit, right? And I know everybody's like, you were in Vegas on my birthday weekend in Vegas. Vegas literally shut down on me. And I was like, wow, what did I do to get it shut down on me? But my point is I did a TikTok there. I had over 160,000 views. That's amazing. Views on just something I was like, la, la, la. so you never know what's going to come out of it. Have I seen business out of it yet? No, but will it? Sure. I mean, it, there, there's always that idea. So work on your social media, work on your Instagram, TikTok. I know if you, some of you look at me like you're crazy, but you know, try it out. Not you, no problem, but build it out. Um, the other one right now is LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you can now have ads on LinkedIn. Utilize those. How many people are looking for jobs right now that come across you? So, Johnny, they don't have a job. Yeah, but they might have family or friends that are looking for a house and they happen to come across you and your brand stuck out at them. Hello, right? Um, Instagram, Facebook, we know that's going to continue to move. Um, a lot of our virtual selling is through those, through those uh, ports. So if you don't know how to run an ad, if you do not know how to send a messenger out of it, if, if you're not doing video, now's I think the time again is to find those those weaknesses or those 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 uh weaknesses in the armor, as they say, and, and just really work on it. And, and it's okay. You're home. Practice. That's awesome. I love it. We, we've talked about some cool stuff. I think, I think the theme, though, here that, I've, that uh, has kind of been underlying everything that we talked about, Johnny, is, is uh, now's the time to improve. Right now's the time to, to actually proactively work on your business, work on your skills, work on your systems, right? We've talked about role play. We've talked about script. We've, we touched on CRM, all these things. Um, and, uh, and, and what I'm gathering is if we could sum up the last 45 minutes into, into one sentence, it's right now is the time to, to truly improve yourself because I think what's going to happen is we're going to see, like you said, the best of the best are going to, are going to gain market share through this. But I think that, that I think we're going to see a lot of agents really grow their business during this time against maybe what, what what the general word on the street might say about whether or not you can do that. I think we're going to see a lot of people get better and, uh, and grow their business and, uh, and come out on the other side of this better than we went into it, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, just have that mindset. Listen, guys, it's going to get worse before it gets better. There's going to be less transactions. The only question is, are you going to be doing the transactions? Or are you going to let me do them? I'll take them all. <laughs> but, but build your brain while you can because we're coming out of this there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's going to be market share and you're going to see the big boys and i say big boys are the best of the best or, or those starting agents that, you know if i was a starting agent i'd love to start in this market there's a lot of agents that started in 08 that have been very successful so yes you know, use that to your advantage and utilize your network and and your people around you if you don't understand something don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to co-partner with somebody or co-brand something or or uh, co-list i'm sorry with a property utilize all that you have um, as a real estate broker and professional. Well, Johnny, thank you. You're you're nearly two decades in the industry shows. We we appreciate the uh, the effort that you've put in over 18 years to build your business. Uh, we like hearing about it because there's a lot of things that we can take and mimic and copy and and do the same in our own markets. So thank you so much, um, everybody. I hope that, uh, that that you enjoyed it. A couple of things before we wrap up, and then and then Johnny, you and I will stay on here and we'll wrap up with a few post show uh, notes. Okay. Um, but for those of you who who maybe this is the first episode that you've uh, that you've logged on to, 
this is the stability and opportunity podcast that we're doing daily with Red X. And uh, the easiest way to get updates for this is go to our homepage, www.theredx.com. If you wait there on our homepage for about five seconds, you'll get a pop up and uh, you'll be able to plug in your, in your email and we'll send you the updates uh, and, and the follow-up stuff that comes not only on the new episodes that are upcoming, but the ones that have happened in the past also. Some fantastic, fantastic information that has come out of these podcasts, this one today especially. Uh, it, it, we've got some, some great guests coming up next week. We've got Paula Burleson on Monday, James Shelby on Tuesday, Mike Lafito out of uh, the Chicago area on Wednesday. So we've got great people lined up. This has been so much fun for Red X. Uh, it's, it's been truly fantastic. We are, uh, uh, we're, we're going to get through this. And I think that's, I think that's the important thing for everybody to take away from this is that, um, is that we are strong enough to get through this. We can get better at what we do. We should get better at what we do. Uh, but we should all have the faith that that uh, in ourselves and in our industry that we're going to be just fine. And that is uh, that is the truth. So thanks, Johnny, so much. Appreciate it, guys. Shout out to my boy, Curtis. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Thanks, guys, so much. And uh, and tune in uh, on Monday with uh, Paula Burleson, 1.30 Mountain Time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.